so pretty out there big smiley faces all right well this morning <clears throat> I'm gonna read a, a an account uh, as our scripture this morning but um, it's a compilation the resurrection uh, is in all four of the Gospels so Matthew Mark Luke and John all give an account of what happened at the resurrection and so what I've done is I've looked through all four of the Gospels and I've put together an account, so, so a compilation, all right? So we're going to put this up so you can't exactly turn to it in your Bible because it's in all the places combined. Do you get what I'm doing? Telling the story. All right, here we go. So it's up on the screen for you. After the Sabbath, at the dawn of the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary took spices to anoint Jesus' body and went to the tomb. Before they arrived, there was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. When Mary saw the stone rolled away and the uh, tomb empty, she began to cry. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. She saw the linen clothes lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in place by itself. They asked, woman, why are you crying? They have taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I'll go get him. Jesus said, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out, Rabboni, which means master or teacher. And she fell at his feet and worshipped him. Jesus said, go tell the disciples, rejoice, for I am risen. So, did you know that Mary Magdalene is the only Mary that mentioned... Did you know that Mary Magdalene is the only Mary that is mentioned in all four Gospels? Okay, she's yeah, the other Marys are mentioned in one or two, but she's the only Mary mentioned in all four of the Gospels at the account of Jesus. And I got to thinking, you know, why, why this, why was Mary Magdalene mentioned in all four? And, and, and is there more to her story that we don't know about? And so I did some research and, and, you know, who is Mary Magdalene is the question. Well, first of all, she's often confused with the sinner, the one that came to Jesus at the party and anointed his head and his feet with a costly perfume and cried and washed his feet with her hair. That Mary was a prostitute. It's known in that story that she was called Mary the sinner or the prostitute. Mary Magdalene is not that Mary, okay? So don't get confused. Let's see what the Bible says about who Mary Magdalene was. She was healed by Jesus from seven demons, not one or two, 
seven people, that means you're in a state, okay? You're in a lot of trouble, all right? You're having some issues, quite a few. She traveled on the road with Jesus' disciples. She was a leader among women. She supported Jesus financially. She, she stood at the foot of the cross. She was the first to see and talk with Jesus after the resurrection. And she was the first person to proclaim him as the Christ after the resurrection, making her the first woman evangelist. Can I get an amen, women? She's named 14 times in scripture. Eight of those times, she is listed with other women, but her name appears first. If you understand scripture, the one whose name appears first shows importance. Five times she's named singly, having to do with the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Once she is named with Jesus' mother and aunt, and that's the case she comes lost because of the company she was in. So what we can tell by just what the scripture says about her and piecing this together was that Mary, once she had met Jesus, once he saved her and rescued her and healed her from the torment of seven demons, which it was known and it's known that demons affect people in many ways, illnesses, sicknesses, depression, anxiety. Again, I'm not saying if you have a sickness or depression or anxiety, you have a demon, okay? It's just that these that demons can bring this, okay? And so she was tormented in her mind, in her body. And when she was set free, when she met Jesus, her life was radically changed. Radically changed. A statement Jesus made about another Mary, I think applies here. Those who are forgiven much, love much. And that is the title of my message today. It's loved much. <clears throat> today, I, I would ask you to allow me some artistic license. As I retell her story, would you journey back with me 2,000 years ago? She'd barely slept. Her head was pounding. Her eyes were half swollen shut from all the crying. Her heart was shattered from what she had witnessed. But she got up, put on her clothes, grabbed the spices. She had to get to the tomb to anoint his body with Mary. He deserved a proper burial. She was so glad it was still dark outside so nobody could see the condition of her face and the endless stream of tears that were rolling down her face. She walked through the darkness. People bumped into her on their way to work. Going to the marketplace? What? What is wrong with you people? How could you... Why are the stars still shining? Why, are the, why is the wind still blowing? Don't you know what happened two days ago? The one I love died. 
but that was Mary. You know, many, many people had been impacted by Jesus' life and ministry. I mean, so many people saw miracles. I mean, he opened the blind eyes, the deaf ears. They saw people who were lame get up and walk. Cancers just disappearing. Leprosy healed. He calmed the storm. Some people he even fed. And I mean, not just spiritually, but like bread and fish, like Chick-fil-A. It was good, you know. So many, many, many people liked him. And some people were even inspired by him. But Mary, she loved him. She loved how he always had time for the little children, picking them up on his lap, blessing them. He was so compassionate and caring. She loved his personality. And he was just so quick to laugh. He had a big belly laugh. She loved it. She loved that look in his eye that he get that would make you feel like the most incredible, special person alive just when he looked at you. But you know what? More than anything, she loved him because he was her deliverer. It seemed all she could remember before she met Jesus was the torment. Sickness after sickness, doctor after doctor, nobody could help her. The constant pain, the headaches, the sleepless nights, so much anxiety had crippled her. She couldn't even walk out of her doors. Her family given up on her. You've got too many issues, girl. I don't know what to do anymore. Nobody could help her. She felt so isolated and alone and crippled and imprisoned. The depression was like a heavy blanket. Oh, maybe I should just, maybe I should just end it all. Maybe I should just end it all. I can't bear another day. And then she met this man named Jesus. And he looked at her and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Be free. And instantly, she was healed. Every sickness, disease left her body. She was delivered. Who knew there was demons? She was delivered. It was like a weight lifted off her. The, the most amazing love and hope she'd ever felt filled her soul. She knew she was saved. She was free. She was free. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever been bound by sin, if you've ever been crippled by something you're going through, if you've ever felt trapped or isolated or imprisoned by your circumstances or your doubt or your unbelief or the anxiety that cripples you or depression or sickness and Jesus walks into your life and sets you free. I don't know about you, but it makes me want to praise him. It makes me want to shout. It makes me want to jump around. I don't care. All you need, I don't even need a choir. I just need a little flashback. I just need a little flashback to what's happened in my past. I just need a flashback to remember what Jesus did for me. Did he save you? Did he heal you? Did he deliver you? It makes me want to jump. It makes me want to shout. It makes me want to praise him. I know you might think I'm a little crazy. That's because you don't know what he did for me. That's how Mary was. 
she was grateful. So, so grateful. See, she loved him. And not just like a little bit, you know, like here and there on on Sundays. No, she was definitely not a fair-weather friend. You know, the ones that love you in the moment and then leave you or just take what they want from you and go. Because, I mean, he was Jesus. People came to him all the time. Jesus, give me what I need. Fix me, heal me, deliver me. Okay, thanks, bye. But not Mary. Mm -mm. Mary loved him. She gave him everything she had. She poured out her love and her life on him. What do you need, Jesus? I mean, I'll give you whatever I've got. I've got money. I've got finances. I can, I can support you. I can pay for stuff. Um, oh, Jesus, I've got, I've got connections. I know people in the next town we're going to. Uh, they own a hotel. I can put you guys up there. And you know, I, I'm good friends with the city councilman. And I've spoken to him. And we can get permits for that park knoll out there. So you can do your next meeting there. You know, I've got, I've got tons of Instagram followers, Jesus. I can let them know you're coming. We could get the word out. I could help. I, I mean, I, I can kind of cook, so I can, I can cook the disciples some food and take you with you. I mean, I, I'll, I'll give you whatever I've got, Jesus. I know it's, it's, not, it's, it's nothing compared to what you've given me, Jesus. But I'll give it. See, she invested into his ministry her life, her resources, her energy, everything she had because love gives back no one had ever done for her what he had done for her he became a friend he was a friend of a wounded heart and she wanted to walk with him and talk with him because you know what? It wasn't enough just hearing about Jesus at the next meeting. No, no, no. I got to get to know this man. I got to get, I want, can I walk with him? Can I talk with you? And Jesus fellowshiped with her and became her friend. And Jesus understood her. See, our God is not a distant God. Our creator came from heaven to earth to show us how much he loves us. He endured everything we endure. So that when you come to him and you say, Jesus, I feel rejected. I feel betrayed. He says, I know, baby girl. I got you. I was rejected too. I was betrayed too. I got you. I'm with you. I'm with you till the end of time. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And I'm going to see you through this. Do you realize that everything he went through was so that he could identify with you with what you're going through. That he could meet you where you're at and say, I understand. But he doesn't just want to meet you there and leave you there. No, he wants to meet you and say, with me, all things are possible. And through me, you can do all things 
Come on, walk with me. I'm going to restore you. I'm going to bring you back to life. He did that for Mary. And she owed him everything. So when others forsook him, she followed him. When others got offended and walked away, she followed him. When the ones that were closest to him ran scared, she followed him. She followed him all the way from Galilee to Jerusalem. From Jerusalem up the stairs of the Via Della Rosa to Calvary. She followed him from the cross to the grave and eventually to the tomb where they sealed him in. She was his friend and she loved him much. So she stayed. She would see her friend to the end of this. She would see her friend through this. So she watched as they led the Lamb of God to the slaughter, carrying his cross, dripping with blood, not realizing he had taken the sin of the world upon him for her, for me, for you. She stayed. Despite the pain of watching him get nailed to the cross, she stayed. Despite the sadness and the anger, don't push that into his head. What are you doing? Why a crown of thorns? Stop. She stayed. Despite the fact that the one she loved the most was gasping for air as he was dying on the cross, shredded and torn up, his face unrecognizable. She stayed. She wanted to look away, but she wanted him to know she was there. So she stayed. Her loyalty demanded that she be near him. I just want to be near you, Jesus. Now it's over. Her heart is broken. She watches as his torn and mangled body is taken off the cross by Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. They need to hurry and get him in the tomb before the Sabbath, before the sundown. So they have to wrap him quickly. Oh, oh, Joseph, please wrap his feet a little bit better. Oh, can you please just wipe his face? The blood, it's in his eyes. Please just, just wipe his face, Joseph. Please, oh, he's, he deserves a better burial than this. 
He's my friend. But the tomb is sealed. And she left. Sunday morning finally came. And the whole way to the tomb, <clears throat> she's thinking, how are we going to move that rock? How are we going to roll away that rock? I've got to get to him. I've got to give him a proper burial. We've got to put him, we've got to anoint him with the spices. But how are we going to move that rock? Where's, what happened to the rock? Who's rolled it away? What's happening? Where, who are you? Where, what have you done with Jesus? Please, what have you done with him? I'll go wherever you tell me to go. What, where, who, what, who, what? Please, sir, what have you done with my Lord? I have to find him. I have to wrap him, please. And then he said her name, Mary. She hears his voice. The voice that spoke to her all those years ago, that voice that spoke life to her when she was dying, that voice that reached into the darkness and pulled her out into the light, that's the voice of love. That's the voice of hope. That's the voice of my friend Jesus. That's Jesus. He's everything he said he was. He is the way, the truth, the life. He is. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the beginning and the end. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the healer, the redeemer, the deliverer. He is the once, the beginning and the end. He is the resurrection and the life. He is Jesus Christ. He's alive. He's alive. Jesus Christ is alive. He's alive forevermore. He is alive. He's alive. Our King is alive. And with the greatest act ever, he showed he was the one true living God. No one ever claiming to be God raised himself from the dead, except our Jesus, proving that everything he said about himself was true. He's alive forevermore. Stand with me. He's alive forevermore. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we honor you. Jesus, we worship you. We thank you for everything you've ever done in our lives. We thank you for suffering that death in our place. Jesus, we love you today. We're so grateful that we serve a good, good Father. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for enduring what you endured in our place with every eye closed no one moving please as you heard that recount of what happened all those years ago our God is the same yesterday today and forever and he is here now. He wants to walk with you and talk with you and get to know you as friend, deliverer, 
healer, savior. He wants that relationship with you. Not just in eternity. Not just one day when you die and you have to choose. Did I choose Jesus and get to heaven? No, he wants it to start now. You don't have to do this life alone. You don't have to walk it alone. There's a better way. There's a way that you can't even imagine that you could feel so loved and accepted. That even when the storms of life come, you're going to be able to walk through them because somebody is walking with you. I want to give you the opportunity today, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, not just the Savior, what He took on the cross for you, He saved you by taking your sin. Every sin you've ever committed, He took it upon the cross. But the Bible says we have to appropriate that, which means you can know it. Yep, that's nice. He did it. But it's a different thing to apply it, to say, wow. With a repentant heart, a repentant heart means to say, God, forgive me. I apply what Jesus did on the cross for me. I take that. He says when you do that, you become a new creation today. Which means if you look back at your life and you think, man, there's some things I wish I wish I didn't know. I wish people didn't know me as this or I wish people didn't see me as that. Guess what? When you start fresh with Jesus, he says you're a new creation never existed before. You're like a brand new guy or girl starting fresh with Jesus. A clean slate. A life with him. You're like, how do I do that? It's pretty simple. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, and I'm just going to say a prayer with you. And you're like, just a prayer? See, all of heaven is watching. This is the moment. You think God sent his son to die for you and then just left and abandoned us? No. The whole of heaven has stopped to watch this moment. And the angel has opened up the book of life. And he's holding a pen in his hand. And he's going to write your name in the book of life. So one day when you meet him, he's going to say, yes, here's your name. But more than that, this is going to start a journey with you. Not just knowing that Jesus is your Savior, but knowing that he is your friend. He is your Lord. So if you want me to pray with you, I just want you to slip your hand up in the air wherever you are. God's watching. It's not about who's watching around you. Thank you. I see that hand. It's not about who's watching. It's about who is watching up in heaven. I want to give you an opportunity if maybe you haven't been walking with the Lord. Maybe he's just always been somebody you knew about or used to know. And you're like, I need to come back. I need to know Jesus like you know Jesus. I need that relationship because he's... He's so powerful. He's so good. He's amazing. To have the God, the creator of the heaven and the earth as your friend, it's next level, people. And you don't know him like that? I want you to raise your hand. You're about to meet him. So raise your hand, and we're going to pray. If you're coming back to the Lord, you need to rededicate your life. Just slip your hand up in the air. We're going to pray. Thank you. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. 
Thank you, Father. I want everybody to just repeat with me out loud. Father God, I come to you today as a sinner. I appropriate what Jesus did for me on the cross. I receive it all. His salvation, healing, deliverance, and your Holy Spirit. I receive it all in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your righteousness, for your peace and joy, for your everlasting love. Today, I am your child. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. I'm going to ask my ministry team to come forward. As I prayed, that word salvation in the Bible, it says he saved us. It means sozo. It doesn't just mean he saved you from hell. It means he healed you, delivered you, and saved you. All of those words are combined, which means sickness is not of God. Torment is not of God. And maybe as I was preaching, you're like, man, I'm dealing with anxiety or I've dealt with depression or I've dealt with sleepless nights or, or, or fear or whatever those things are. Well, they're not of God. And if you're just done with it, you're like, I'm done. Whatever it might be, I want somebody to take authority, get that stuff out of my life. I want to be free once and for all. Then I want you to come down and, and pray with one of my ministry team. If you made that commitment to the Lord and you want to talk to somebody, or if you have questions and you want to come talk to somebody about what, we, what you heard, then come down. This is a solemn moment. It's not just check it off your list. It could be the most important decision you've made your whole life. So I encourage you, if you need prayer for anything, whatever that might be, my ministry team is down front. So please make your way down to the front as we dismiss the service. Did you want to say anything? Okay, uh, my mom, Pastor Jackie, is also available if you'd like prayer from her. She's sitting down front as well, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a fantastic Easter. Enjoy the celebration. And we'll uh, oh, have a great day. We love you. Thank you so much for coming out. And uh, please come, come and see the ministry team if you would like prayer for anything. Amen.